What's up, y'all? We got a little more noise rock happening on this one. Uh, today's guest is Sam Hutchinson, who is the drummer of Kansas City's band Bummer. The Bummer Band. He's the drummer of Bummer. The Bummer Drummer. Uh, we got into all kinds of cool stuff, uh, including um, just loving the lineup of the present run they're on with Whores and Wrong, uh, as well as working at CNC Drum Company, his freaky 28 by 12 inch bass drum. It's for all you drum dorks out there. Uh, not shitting your pants on the gig versus not trying to psych yourself out on the gig. One of those stories is mine. The other one is his. Manly dads, of which he has one. His love uh, early on in life for Slipknot. And uh, working with producer Justin Mantooth, who I've also worked with. It's all in there, kiddos. It's a grab bag of awesomeness. So here we go. Crash bang boo! <laughs> Drummer of Bummer, Sam. What's happening, dude? Not a lot, man. Just uh, played St. Vitus, you know. Wrong and Horrors are playing soon, and that's always a, a treat, you know. The uh, little this month run has been real nice because you know, it's it's never a boring set, you know. It's 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 always you know loud, heavy bands. Absolutely. Every, every night. Oh, y'all so. fit in like a glove. It's it's so weird because like you know it's the I mean, perfect yeah. It's like three bands that were made for each other. Yeah, and you know, and the, and the, the funny thing is, you know, I was worried about like, you know, I was like, you know, like I don't know how like touring with these guys is going to be, you know, and like, but like, like from day one, we were all just homies. Yeah, you know, we all got along so well, and that's made this, you know, experience so positive. Oh, absolutely. You know, and it's it's just really cool to just have this group of people that are you know, you know, together. Absolutely. Doing this. No doubt. Is yeah. this one of the first like uh, have you have you done much touring or is this one of the longer ones that you've done or this this is a, definitely the longest one we've done um, in, in the past you know couple of years we've done you know self book tours yeah uh, like maybe two or three a year yeah and you know this is kind of our first real like you know everything's booked at a venue yeah like kind of tour you know and horrors you know really took us under their wing and just said you know let's do it you know so of, of course we said yes you know yeah yeah this is this is our longest one nice man sure. uh and you said y'all are doing like like a month or so of it yeah um it was we left may 11th but i think the, yeah, the first show is may 12th to june 12th nice so that's you know it's still a long yeah excursion but, absolutely you know, i'm excited how do you balance that in your life uh when you go back y'all are obviously from kansas city what uh what do you have going on when you get back uh how do you sustain yourself what do you got what how does how does it happen like job wise yeah. yeah uh i i work at cnc drum company and they're oh, actually they're, they're they're like super cool about me like going out and playing drums that's and, like, awesome man I, I like can't thank them enough yeah and um you know Mike's off and Matt got off from work. You know, Matt works at a record store. 
you know, Mills record company and, you know, Judy's great and let him do it. So we're all, you know, like coming from a supportive that's killer. Home standpoint. The bass drum that I was talking to you about earlier, did you get that modified there? And if so, tell tell people what's going what's going on with that bass drum of yours. Okay, so like I started working at CNC Drum Company when I was like 19. Yeah. And I was like sweeping the floors and shipping drums and I just stuck around through it. And really? Yeah, and um I uh as time like passed, you know, I you know started learning how to build drums and that was the second kit that I built, you know, just because I wanted a, you know, I thought, you know, big drums. Oh, cool. But, like, yeah. you know, they're not exactly the loudest. You know, like, you'll see a guy come into, like, a heavy show with, like, a 20, 12, and 14. Right. And they'll be so much louder than the guy with a huge kit. <laughs> right, right. But the uh, the uh, 28 was kind of a weird thing because a sales associate at the time wanted one. And I just said, hey, if we order this shell... Let's just cut it in half. You take half. I'll take half. Really? Yeah. So there is a duplicate bass drum out there. Yes, but we both wanted shallow kick drums because we'd been around for long enough to know that like a, a 14 by 28 is just a little too deep and it sounds way too open. If you cut that two inches, it makes so much difference. You know, like there's so much more attack. You, you know, it's not like you're, you're hearing a huge boom. It's, it's really concentrated and... That is bizarre. So you're playing it. It's 28 by 12. Yeah. Wow. That's that's wild. And then you had to cut the bearing edges and do the whole thing. Yeah. And like that was back when like you know like I was still diving in because like that 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 kid's like four years old. So like you know like the guys at the shop helped me out. You know here yeah. and there, kind of like giving me pointers. And, yeah. But yeah, you know, just it was such a weird thing because you know I didn't expect to be playing it for that long for this long. And it's just so cool that it's lasted and I have still... No, it's killer. When I saw you set it up, I was like, I just want to know what's going on with this because this is such an interesting setup. Yeah. And I thought it sounded great. It's, it's, it's kind of weird, you know, but it, it, it works. And, like, that's why I've, you know, I haven't really built anything else that I play out just because there's just, you know, like, I, I could build something that's a little more traditional, but to me, like... You know, this just fits just like the way I play a little better. So, you know, I've just been, I've stuck with it. And, you know, right. it's, it's, it's always kind of interesting. You know, everyone's yeah. kind of like, oh, my God, you know, the thing's huge, you know. But, yeah, it, it just works. I was, we talked about it a little bit earlier. You sounded like you were having a couple of technical difficulties uh, throughout the night or whatever. Uh, but from my perspective, I, could, I couldn't tell it all, which is interesting. And uh, it actually made me think about it a little while ago. And I was like, uh, don't. I think despite how you can kind of psych yourself out during a gig, yeah. at some point the muscle memory will still carry you through it, despite the fact that intellectually you're like going through this like cyclical weird thing. See, and like that's so weird because like that's completely true. Yeah. You know, and it's so weird because, you know, like obviously like being here at St. Vitus, you know, it's, it's sold out. And, you know, like I, I looked out and I just kind of went, whoa, like this is real. Yeah. Like, you know, <laughs> this is actually like, what it feels like, you know, like people talk about, you know, feeling like, you know, having dreams about like, you know, you're like naked in front of the classroom. Yeah. You know, like that was definitely one of those moments. That's not a recurring dream for you, is it? Uh, uh, fortunately, no. But we can talk about recurring dreams in a little while. I'm sorry. I go mean, ahead, go we, 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 we can dive into my personal life. <laughs> Trust me. I, I'm, I'm totally okay with that. But no, it's, it's, it's definitely crazy because like, you know, the, the muscle memory usually takes over. It does. And Despite you psyching yourself out, 
from the audience perspective, it's often a different thing, unless it completely train wrecks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Which I'm so happy then. Yeah, it was you know it was an experience. It yeah. was definitely like a really cool experience, despite my own head, you know. Oh, and by the way, we didn't even mention what happened. You, your bass drum beater flew off of your pedal, right? Yeah, it it, it kind of just <laughs> decided to take off, and and the best part of the song, you know, or the right when it got heavy. So, I mean, the whole song's heavy. No bass drum. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. You know, it's kind of everyone turns their head and goes, "Hmm." Right. You know, he's uh, he's he's missing something up there. And I definitely looked out and saw the faces, and you know, I went, "Oh, yep, I'll fix this here in a second. <laughs> Just uh, definitely during a song, uh, not gonna stop this. Got to got to roll with it. Yeah, yeah, kind of rough, and, exactly. But like the whole like twenty seconds of having no bass drum but still playing, it's right. just like the most awkward thing. But you know, like like I said, it's an experience. You know, because like that's how people get better. You know, like as far as like you know, actually touring and playing gigs and making sure that everything's on point. Right, exactly. Because you know, like, yeah, you learn the hard way. It's the only way you're gonna learn anyway. Exactly, and you know, like. <laughs> It's it's a it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Sure, but you know, all in all, it's you know it's just practice. Absolutely. And I work with a guy at CNC, and he, his motto is you know pra- practice makes better because you know you you never you're never fully gonna get there. It's gonna be like a life journey of just it know, is practice. And it's and then on the opposite side of that coin as well is that. Uh, the same way you can practice all you want but if you don't play gigs then you don't necessarily have the experience of dealing in that environment and that can throw you off so it's like yeah, there's there's all sides of it you just got to do it all yeah it's 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 really weird how that works because you know you you can play in your basement all like you know like like you know like i i can practice in the practice base on yeah. songs and get them down Kill. pat yeah and the second you get on stage no and, chemically you know, everything changes your sense of time changes and as a drummer that's a thing for me that i've even had to like combat a little bit because i'm fucking high strung and then before a show i'm like bouncing through the ceiling and then you play fast i'm anxiety ridden i'm playing fucking drums on everything and then i'm sometimes i even rode my bike to the gig so then i'm just fucking jacked across the board yeah exactly you know (laughs) and no no it's 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 cool that that you you know that yourself and yeah you know know, i don't have to explain that to you You, yeah you already know right it's, it's, it's but it took trip. 25 years to, to figure some of that out. That's why I've been playing a drum set for 25 years. So it's like, yeah, that was just, you learn it at some point or another. Yeah, exactly. And it's, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a really cool process. Let me tell you something, man. If it makes you feel any better, I've got a story for you that is, and I have not said it on the podcast yet, but as far as like weird drum malfunctioning gigs, uh-huh. I got one for you. You ready? Let's hear it. Okay. So I, I, I don't drink coffee. Uh, and I, ju- I just roll out of bed like a zombie and just I just roll through my day confused. I just never started drinking coffee. Okay. So did a little tour uh, in, uh, through Texas and played some shows at South by Southwest a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Drank some coffee because I was just getting tired as fuck. I was like, all right, I'm going to pass out. So I got to drink some coffee. So we play this fucking South by Southwest show. I count off the thing. I step into the bass drum. It's immediately sliding away from me. And at that very moment, I realize I'm about to shit my pants. So oh. it, was, it was both of them. <laughs> I was like, all right, so this is, this is the time where I train wreck the gig and shit my pants to yeah. do. I managed to make it through in just pain. And it was, it, was, it was the fucking worst gig I've ever played in my entire life as far as discomfort is concerned. But I made it through. It did not shit my pants. And here I am telling you this fucking ridiculous story right now. Man, I, I appreciate you being so honest with me because, you know, I've had I've definitely had that fear because, you know, there was there was one time where like it was like the song was going off 
and you know I was you know obviously you know swinging my head, and then all of a sudden the the uh, guts hit me. <laughs> so I had to make a split second decision: Am I going to risk shitting my pants, or am I going <laughs> to run off the stage and yeah. just you know have it be such a, a, a funny slash really embarrassing moment? And right. you know I I kind of stuck it out. Thank God I was sitting down. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, no, thanks, thanks for that, because you know yeah. that's that definitely a, a reoccurring fear. It, dude, I was like, and the craziest thing was, I did not have a sense of it at all until I counted off, and then the first time I hit the cymbal, bass drum started sliding away. That was the theme of the whole night. The, the every my drum kit, and I was like, of all the nights for my drum kit to be sliding away from me is the night that I also feel like I'm about to shit my pants. Yeah, it was fucking. It was so stupid. Dude, you know, <laughs> hey, like I said, man, life lessons, you know, you know, pra- practice makes better and you always, you know, kind of learn not to drink coffee or, yeah. you know, eat if that. you don't really drink coffee, it's probably not the best to do before a show, I guess. That or eat that, you know, big old double cheeseburger with the fries <laughs> right before you go on. Cause you know, trust me. Yeah. It's not going to be worth it. No. We were talking earlier uh, when I talked to Tony about uh, weird gigs. Have uh, you had any particularly strange gig that, that you could think of? You know, I'm I'm trying to think of one. We we've had a couple really like funny ones and like we we we've definitely had we we've had displaced gigs as far as like, you know, we're not exactly a good fit. <laughs> you know, we we've had yeah. a, No, no, t- tell me tell me Donnie's story cuz you know. Donnie's story is incredible. They opened up for the I think it was the Offspring and they did okay. like like two weeks in Europe and and he said that they were chanting "next band, next band, next band" like throughout the entire. Oh set. no! <laughs> oh man, that's 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 so lame because the, his band is so good. Mm. You know, it wasn't with Horrors; it was with his band prior. Oh, okay. Which, well, okay. That's I. I don't. I don't know who that <laughs> band is. If 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 that would have happened to Horrors, I would, would have been pretty upset. Yeah. No, it wasn't. It wasn't Horrors. It was one of his previous bands. Okay. It was just a, it was just a general story about like what uh, awkward gigs, yeah. So well, you know that that would definitely give me a a sense <laughs> of you know, oh shit, you know. Or man, we were talking about uh, speaking of Kansas City Shiner, Alan Epley's band, other uh, band, uh, Life and Times. What's yeah. up with all those badass drummers? And is there something in the water? What's going on here, man? God, you know, I, I I can't even I can't even begin to you know start talking about that because like there's a lot of it that i don't know because you know i'm i'm like 25 you know? are you yeah Dude, i'm old like, enough to be your father that's awesome and you know something i would have been stoked if you were my dad <laughs> was but, that what was your what was your dad like growing up then you know my my dad was like he was uh i mean not was he's he's like he's c71 and uh he your, was your dad is literally 71 yeah are you and, adopted uh, no 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 I was, uh... Dude, your dad was shooting, I hate to be oh, yeah, graphic, no. but strong loads in his late age. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. He's, uh, he's, he's, he, he's a man, you know. <laughs> he's a manly man. And, you know, he, uh, he, he went to Vietnam. He did that. Really? You know? Yeah. He, uh, he was the gunner on the side of Huey. And, but, Are you serious? Yeah. And, you know, but, like, this was, this was back when he was young and when he had me. You know, he was, all, he was all into, like, you know, America, like, the band, you know that and like the not meters. so much go America, but actually America the band. Yeah, and you know like just like you know oldies. You know like right. That like Motown. He loved Motown. So like it's I good shit. I, I I wasn't really raised on like eighties, like you know like heavy eighties music. Like you know like Poison and like really you know, like yeah like he was never into well, that. Yeah. Like 
So like I was always that was my generation. Like, yeah, that was my. And that and that's so rad because like I have a lot of friends <laughs> that are my age that were like. You know, oh man, my dad loved Anthrax, and my dad. Oh has well, my no parents idea. Did, definitely didn't like any of the shit that I was listening to, but well, I was oh. listening to it. Okay, well that, that's fair, but you know, <laughs> it's it's just kind of weird because you know, like that was constantly what he listened to, so like that's what I grew up listening to. Oh, interesting. So when when I like first got into like heavy metal, I think the first band I liked was Slipknot. You know, he didn't know how to take that, and it's so funny because I went out and I got Iowa on CD when it came out, and uh, I was young and I was at our family's house in like mid Missouri. Yeah. And my aunt takes a CD from me and turns it around and goes, hold on and looks through the names. And she goes, wait a minute. People equals shit. (laughs) What does that mean? And you know, I I was so young. I was like, would you stop making me feel self-conscious about this? Cause I really am digging this. Like, please don't make me listen to, you know, like that's amazing. You know, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know, man. But like, I'm not surprised that you were into that. I talked to, uh, do you know Ash uh, Ash Pearson? He plays in Revocation. Uh, uh-uh. it's a super shredder, fucking metal drummer. He is. Oh, well. dude, yeah, his, he, his band rules. He's from he's from Canada. He's a Canadian guy, and he actually mentioned he was like that Slipknot thing. I think y'all are probably close in age. Yeah. Uh, and he, yeah, he was saying that that was like that was a fucking big deal. That record, he fucking loved it. God, those damn Canadians are always shredders. I know. You know, it's a, it's a, it's yeah. When you live in snowed in confined places, like what you do is go indoors and you have to, you have to consume yourself somehow, right? I mean, I guess so. You know, I don't know. You know, it's so funny because I'll see a band and I'll just be blown away, and I'll, I'll like notice a little bit of an accent. And I'll go, like, hey, like where are you from? Like, Canada. I'm like, God damn it, another <laughs> yeah. one. Yeah. You know, they're really good. Yeah, you they're know, fucking shredders, man, and they're, they're the nicest people. That's the, and, and like that's what kills me, right? Because like, just like the most loving guys, right? That and you know, they're like, the best. The sarcasm can be like real, and it's and it's so funny, but it's yeah, in yeah. such a lighthearted manner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's like you know, hey, go fuck yourself. Just kidding. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> They'll apologize. No, no, yeah. but yeah, it's it's totally cool. But like the main thing is like you know, they're they're just. ridiculous. Ridiculous, man! Like they, they yeah. like like life in vacuum. Yeah, yeah. Like that band's ridiculous. Like Sparrows, you know. Like yeah, they're all like they're all great bands, you know. And uh, I don't know, Canadians, man. Just it's incredible. But and, like I'm from the south, and I moved up here. And whenever I meet people that are like overtly nice, and like got to be Canadian, I feel like I can pick them out because of that, because of like the northeast kind of, you know, persona or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's either it's either like one of one of two things. You start to start feeling a little iffy about, you know, thanks brother. Um, you you start to feel iffy, and there's something either weird about this person or they're Canadian, yeah. and then it's okay. But yeah. like you know, when when you start feeling fishy about like someone's you know genuine, like if they're being genuine, right? Exactly, and, and they're too nice. If they're Canadian, it's like oh, it makes sense. No, I that's the whole thing. It's like you um, immediately assume like they're about to like they're in it for something, and then they're like, no, they're just they're just nice people. Yeah, and like that's, that's deceptively nice, I believe. Is it's, the, it's just it's just really cool. It doesn't take a breath of, fl- of like fresh air because you know it's cool. I think you know like Americans can be really just dicks. <laughs> <laughs> well, mean, like, apparently we're the greatest country on the face of the planet, so I. Uh, we've been telling everyone I mean, that for a long enough time, at least. Man, uh, <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't even start to get into that because <laughs> I don't want to be that guy that's, that's politicking on the podcast. So, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be that guy. 
I hear you, man. It's a, it's definitely rough times, shall we? At least, yeah, we could say it's, that. It's, it's definitely been cooler. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, man. Going forward, uh, what do y'all have going on beyond uh, beyond this tour? Uh, uh, we have a mutual friend slash engineer producer that we've worked with, and Justin Mantooth. By the way, oh, yeah. what a weird fucking last name that is. I mean, sorry, Justin, but your your last name is just ridiculous you know like you man tooth like, you like hear the name and you think you're gonna like go into the studio with this huge guy who's gonna rip your head off and like no it's, it's like just justin you know being yeah. like you know what's, what's happening yeah yeah so like you know man man tooth is cool you know like that's <laughs> you know it's it, it, de- it definitely describes you know how he can you know handle things in the studio for sure yeah you know because he, he he does not fuck around yeah you know and uh but he's he's so he's so good. You know, like Absolutely. we've we've done two records with him, and um, every time it's just like you know it's like that's why we've gone back. Yeah, and you know he's he's all in all just just a good dude. You Absolutely, know, like, as 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 if like you know he like 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 let's say he wasn't a good engineer, which yeah. he is. You know, like he's just a good dude that you want to be around. Yeah, and you know. I can sit here kissing his ass all day. Well, you know what? I can, I can, I can say this much. But yeah, go I, ahead. Uh, I, I was because I always come up with alternate names for people. Uh, by the way, well, I'll start with Justin, I guess. Uh, so I was like, "Oh, man, teats." Uh, that's just what name popped in my head. So I was like, "Justin, what's up, man? What's up, man, teats?" And he was like, "Don't really like it. Yeah, uh, he didn't like it so much." No, I, <laughs> I thought you were about to say Justin Man Boobs. Same thing. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. But so is that what y'all did? Y'all did man boobs? No, I think I think someone said that to him in the studio. That's amazing. And like, so just, not the only like one. A, no, he- no, <laughs> it, it, it it can be some fun, but you know, <laughs> he's he's such he's such a trooper for you know, just you know hanging. Absolutely hanging with it. You know, he never gets he 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 never gets too serious, and he never has an ego, and like that's that's what's that's cool. important. Oh, it's it's insanely Good. important. Like he doesn't yes, have his head up his ass. I think I think Forrest is playing right now. Well, then yeah. that means it's time to go, folks. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely. All right. Thanks to Sam and thanks to Bummer for kicking ass on a great tour with one hell of a lineup. Stick around for Birthday Snake off their recent 12-inch split with Pinko. Get you one. Links in the description. You know where to go. Crash bang boom. Yeah.